Hello everyone and welcome to a very special edition of Nay Wrestling. It's your boys here, Mark Sylvester and Richie Fulmer. Hey, whoop whoop, how are you? I'm good, thank you my man. How are you my man? Yeah, not too bad. I sounded a bit like that kid who keeps jumping off buildings through, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what's his name? Hello, jiggalos and jiggalettes, whoop whoop. And he jumped. Have you seen this guy on YouTube on Facebook yet? Uh, no, I've seen I've seen some guy where he's like uh, Zack Ryder, but also another one who always does these wrestling moves and stuff. And there's one he keeps. There's one he jumped off the top of the roof. There's one where he jumped into like a barbed wire table and stuff. I'm like, whatever you want to do, mate, you go right ahead. <laughs> it might be the same guy then. He always wears an insane clown uh, posse t-shirt, and he starts off by saying, "Hey, gigolos and gigolettes, don't try this at home." Whoop, whoop. Yes, and, he and then he takes. Like, oh, yes, that's shit. Yeah. Yes, and then oh. he goes, ah, and it's out. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so hilarious, but so I'm like, oh, what the, like, why? I love it. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, whoop, whoop. When he went, whoop, whoop, I was thinking of that right at first. And you realised, so the other stuff's like, oh, yeah, I see what you mean now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so um, we're not doing a wrestling podcast today. Nope. Um, this is actually, this is this is a podcast that sort of came off the back of um, a podcast talking about old wrestling games, which... Um, We've done a podcast on previously, and we've done about the music. And I think this is more your idea, Mark, but we both got mega excited. And yeah, we did. Uh, very excited. Very excited. I was so stoked doing this. Basically, you can tell by the title of this podcast. We're going to do our top 15, with honourable mentions, video game music, which is only licensed by the creator, so you can't use third-party music, like the new wrestling games that use Eminem and all that kind of stuff. These are games that have their own music unique to the game.
I am stoked. Yeah, man. And the cool thing about this one is, though, it's uh, three songs per franchise. So you can't just do, for example, like Super Mario Brothers. You can't do like Overworld, Underground, Castle, Boss. Uh, You have to do three songs per franchise, which which is even harder, but also more fun for us, because otherwise it'd be quite boring if it's 15 from the same game. But I I could happily do 15 from the same game, like... Street yeah. Fighter 2, for example, has uh, 16 songs alone that you can easily do with all the yeah. fighters from Super and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for this, man. 15. And the funny thing about mine is there's no wrestling games involved, actually. Ooh, oh, I've got two. Have you? I was two. I was thinking of a few wrestling games, but I'm like, no, I want to go for something different. I was originally going to do the, the exhibition menu from WF No Mercy, but I was like, now nah, I won't include that. But I also might have included other songs from the menu from WCW World Tour and stuff, which is really, really good. So yeah. shall we begin then, boss? So what's so what's your first choice? Okay, so uh, my 15. Before, before you start, sorry, are you doing it in any particular order? Because mine is all chronological. So mine is done release of when these games were made. That's how I'm doing my order. Okay, so my order isn't chronological my order is basically me sitting down with a pen and paper and writing 15 songs that are close to me so all these songs uh may not necessarily be the best songs out there but they're songs that i played and i just get excited when i hear them so there's no order apart from oh that kind of reminds me of this game what a great song do i like it uh put it in the mention list go to the next song oh actually yeah so mine you're probably going to hear stuff or you're going to I'm going to say stuff and you're never going to have heard it, but check it out. But yeah, it's fun. Awesome, man. It's fun. Right, who's going first then? Do you want to go first, boss? Okay, so uh, coming in at number one, in no particular order, was a game by, I believe it was Capcom. It's called Sonic Blast Man 2. And oh, nice. Song, and the song is, I've just put down plane music, as in aeroplane. <laughs> basically level two the plane level um typical side scrolling beat em up with a capcom japanese inspired um or inspired soundtrack it's catchy it's punchy uh and it suits the game down to a t and if we've got any sonic blast man fans out there because it's a very unique game very rare um worth checking out the only reason i knew about it is when i was a youngster Mm. My dad came home from work one day with a super wild card. Do you know what that is? Uh, it's like an emulator thing, isn't it? That comes in like one of those sort of ones that they do nowadays where he can load a load of games onto an SD card, isn't it? Or is it... Yeah. So, oh, no, it's something that can play um, foreign games. So it can play NTSC and Japanese games. Yeah, you're kind of on the right line. So obviously being in the UK, we had like the Famicom and like the edition the eu edition what the super wild card was was a an attachment that goes on top of the uh snes mm-hmm. into the cartridge slot, and it was a three and a half or whatever it is floppy disk drive with a side floppy disk drive on it then you put a cartridge on the top and it was illegal in the uk at the time but my dad brought it with a box full of games all floppy disks right the only games it couldn't play on disc was fx chip games so you couldn't play starwing but i had um games which were like um uh Ransom, River City, whatever it is, River City Ransom 2, which was never released in the UK. And That's I did pretty cool. Not, 
Yeah, I had stuff that was like in 1998. And when I used to tell people at school, like Adam Liddell, he was like, that sounds, what? Don't believe you. And they'd come around and see this Japanese bit of equipment on top of the PlayStation. Sonic Glass Man 2, plane level. Check it out. Also as well, before I go on to my first choice, did it have a lift level? Did it have a level we have to fight on like an elevator going up or down? Oh, of course it did. Yeah, <laughs> that's, all, that's, that's all, all beat-em-ups have. That was, yeah, that's you, all they have. Like, literally, when someone says, is it a beat-em-up? Does it have an elevator level? Yes, then it's a proper beat-em-up then. Because <laughs> even yeah. the new Sheep, uh, Sheep's Rage 4, yeah. uh, even that has one. I'm like, yeah, this is a proper <laughs> going up a lift. It's brilliant. I mean, I couldn't believe it when the levels, the bloody Technodrome had. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. talk this is thing. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, that's my first choice. That is nice my one, first man. choice. And my first choice is the overworld from the original Mario Brothers game. You know, did, did it, you know, one of the most iconic games in gaming history. And I had to include this one because it's so iconic to me uh, and to everyone in, I guess, the world. Like most everyone will know this song, but also as well, it's the first game I, I ever played. So it has that sort of nostalgia feel to me where it's the first game I played. It's the first real video game song that I heard as well. Yeah. You know, great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't know that song, do you even play video games? Yeah. You know, Um I've, 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 you know, I've heard it in a club before as well. This song, I was like, I was like, that's cool. They're playing the My Rubbers song, you know. I'd love that. And it's so cool as well. There's so, been so many different remixes and everything of it that if you type in Super Mario Brothers Overworld Remix or 1-1 one, one Remix, there's so many different remixes and variations of this of this one song that you would instantly know what it is. Yeah. And also yeah. just shows how great of a composer Koja Kondo is that he's able to make, you know, it's a good song where even the first decibel point of the piece of music, you instantly know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I've got... Um... Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about the list later. There's, there's, uh, I've got Super Mario, but it's not Super Mario Overworld. Um, it's actually taken from a completely different um, subcategory of Mario. But oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, classic song, classic song. Any game run, I, I actually said to Sam, "What's this?" And she got it straight away. You know, she didn't even have a Super Nintendo. She started playing the N64 was her first console, which her and her brothers had. But everyone knows, everyone knows that. Yeah, man. Yeah, lovely opener, lovely opener. Right, so if we go on to my second choice, Sam. Mm-hmm. I am sure this is going to be in your list, and if it is, I'm really sorry, but I suppose that's where the honourable mentions can take their spaces. Link to the past on the SNES Overworld theme. this is this another one of those songs a bit like the my brother's song isn't it that is so iconic that most yeah. people would know what it is exactly exactly um classic song classic yeah. song it has the, you know i think it's it's important to say on this podcast as well what console we're taking it from um yeah, the wine is from the SNES on this one. Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Because the funny thing about all my 15 songs is you can actually play these games on a Nintendo console. 
<laughs> oh, they're all Nintendo. No, I mean, I mean, they're not all Nintendo, but now through time, you can now play all these games on a Nintendo console. Yeah, it's, that, it's it's hilarious, isn't it? Like a game yeah. that was made originally on the Mega Drive, for example, you can now play that game on on a Nintendo console, like a like the yeah. GameCube or the or the Switch and stuff. But yeah, I think that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I know. As a kid, like in our generation, we used to think. Wouldn't it be amazing if they made a Mario and Sonic game where they actually like, fought each other? And now it's kind of like, oh, Mario's on it and Sonic. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, Brawl is... Yeah, I mean, Brawl's one of those games where you can actually, or Ultimate, or you, or 3DS, depending which Smash you want from Brawl on the, on the Wii, you actually can have Sonic and Mario fight each other now. Mm. You can actually have computer and computer, Mario versus Sonic, on whatever stage you want, whatever mode you want, with if you want it with items, a Smash, but whatever you want, you can have them fight against each other. Yeah, it's amazing, is it? Just to how twenty years ago, as you said, we wouldn't believe that these two would be. Then again, even twenty-five years ago, whoever would have thought Sonic and Mario would be on the same console? Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's uh, it was the best massive licensing war. But I think Sega. I mean, you're more. Um, I suppose you're more of a Sega historian than I am, because I wasn't really um, brought up with Sega. Did they like kind of go very very close to being bust and then basically sold their licenses and that's how Nintendo was able to get uh, Sonic? Uh, pretty much yeah because of how badly the Saturn did and how badly the Dreamcast was selling compared to the PS2 they decided just to stop doing consoles because it cost them too much money and went third party. Mm-hmm. Which uh, in the long run has made it very good for games like your Super Smash Bros and stuff. Yeah. But also as well, it's made good for them because now they're able to have more people play the games. And also Sega's name went through the mud with how bad the Saturn was and how bad the first 2X and to a certain extent the Mega or Sega CD was. That I feel I felt best for them that they didn't make consoles anymore. Because I know now I know nowadays Sega have gone on to redeem their name again with some games like Sonic Mania and the great release of the Mega Drive Mini. But during that time period before the Dreamcast went kaput, their name wasn't as synonymous as it as it once was, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it turned out in all right in the end. I think Sega are up there now. And uh, yeah, definitely. So talks about them bringing out a new console. I mean, I just saw rumours of uh, that floating about. Oh, apparently they're. I read more into that. Apparently, from what I read, allegedly they're going to be promoting the the Microsoft Xbox Series X um, over in Japan. Because obviously with Microsoft uh, Xbox One, Xbox Original, Xbox 360, I hate their freaking names. It's so freaking irritating. It's so stupid. Mm. It's like just call it just call it like Xbox 720 or something. Why call it Xbox One? Because then it makes it seem like are you talking about the original one or or this Xbox? But they they never sell very well at all in Japan. I think in one week they only sold two consoles compared to like the Switch and the PS4 at the time were like selling like hotcakes. Um, that they were like shit we need a japanese name so they're getting um sega to sell the console to help them sell it basically call it like the sega xbox like they did like they did over here with nintendo where it was the mattel nes yeah yeah because obviously with the whole because like, even though it didn't affect us as much over here and games were quite popular with, like the pc ones like with the amstrad zx spectrum and stuff gaming wasn't as popular with the controller that's why at first mattel did it but then with the release of the ninja turtles game that helped nintendo sell a lot more NESs because the NES wasn't as popular in europe as it was in america right it's actually quite interesting when you listen to different people like americans and us talk about the NES. um it's quite interesting that you don't hear it even though it's lauded over here and it's still popular it's nowhere near as popular as it was over in america or um japan 
because obviously yeah. we had other things that were a lot more cheaper to do you were able to literally copy them a lot more cheaply because they were just cassettes and they weren't cartridges which were like 40 50 quid a pop so yeah it's actually really interesting yeah yeah no i like it the mark is your man people if you want some historic uh console uh that's the information mark is your man mark yeah. is your man and richie mark. the wrestling historian a little bit a little bit <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the kind of guys that know like really weird theme music and why they used it and who orchestrated it and there's no some really odd stuff but i think with mine and yours knowledge we can make but well, we do make quite an entertaining podcast because there's so much yeah, weird definitely. stuff. i know man right who shout was it now Shout, uh, my shout, yes. My second choice was the Doctor Wily Stage One from Mega Man Two. Was originally came out on the on the NES. Awesome, mate. This tune's one of my. I, even though I didn't play Mega Man when I was a child, but I played it later on, and I remember that like, I think um, at the time, like back when I was um, uh, back at college doing video game development, uh, we were like listening to different songs. I think I heard this game first song first, then, and I was like, "This song's amazing." Um, the level itself is a pain in the ass, but it's such a good level. And when the song ends, I'm like, "I want it to play even more now," because obviously I had to go into the boss song. But then, yeah, yeah. And I love the fact there's so many different remixes, and it's also used in ultimate and you and 3ds with the smash robbers games it's like yeah this tune is amazing good choice good good choice good Cheers, choice. man right puts me into number three um now this is going to be one of my obscure ones um mm-hmm. so uh some fans are probably going to jump for joy some fans and they go what is that so it's taken from the snes game it's called illusions of gear which um is in the same franchise as um secret of mana um, so this is illusions, illusions of gear, and it's the town theme. So if you go on YouTube, okay. it loses the gear. It's a bit like the overworld theme in um, Zelda. It's kind of like the happy, just started the game. You start off in a school with three other pupils and you're being taught by a master and you have to go outside and find this cave and that's where your whole sort of story starts. But you're just sort of like one, walking around the town, talking to people and learning the controls. But it's a happy, welcome to the game, bit like light world in Zelda, I think to the past. But it's um, obviously heavily Japanese inspired. Mm-hmm. I've got this on the wild card for my SNES. Um, it was released in the UK, but I had no idea. Oh, yeah, because have you seen they've done a collection for the, all the different consoles? And there's also a remake that's either come out or coming out as well of, of, uh, the re- of that game. Illusions of Gear. But they actually done a remaster of um, uh, Magic, what's it called? Ma- uh, Secret of Mana. Yeah. Um, it was on the PS4. And this is actually in the same franchise. Um, completely different style of play it's not turn-based it's action-based but still an rpg um a bit like zelda again i always compared it to zelda because it's the closest thing i had to it um definitely worth a check out as well so yeah uh, illusions of gear town theme from super nintendo yeah because you you can get secret manor i think it's on the snes mini but i can't remember but i remember playing it before i really enjoyed secret manor i thought it was yeah. quite interesting the way it was playing and you can actually have it free plays at the same time as watch i thought it was really cool too if you had, like yeah. a multi-tap yeah 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 
Yeah, I mean, give this one the girls rather. Uh, so it's same, it's the same um, group of games. So Illusions of Gear, town theme. <laughs> okay, Mark, your third. Uh, my third is the moon theme from DuckTales on the NES. This ch- uh, this one another one of those games that I never played when I was a child, but I played it since then, and I've heard this music nonstop, and it's just one of those songs that's just it. It's just one of those nice songs you just listen to, just even though the game itself is and um, the level's quite stuff's happening all around you, but you don't care. You just you just feel mellowed out, and you can listen for. I can I can happily just listen to this song for days. It's yeah. just I think it's one of those songs that shows just how good video game songs can be. That even if you listen to this song a bit like another song I'm gonna mention, outside of gaming you can still enjoy it because it's actually a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. There's a lot of games like there's a lot of theme music like that. And that's one thing I do miss from games now, is they don't generally have um their own music. They sort of get this like third party in like an, an actual song and use it as a game and i do miss retro gaming because of the soundtracks and that is definitely an awesome choice mate cheers boy awesome what's your next one then boss? Uh, right so my next one's quite well known uh but it's star wing slash star fox um and it's the i always get it i can never say it right corneria theme flying through the tunnel to release out and then you all use your jets and then yes. you go across and then I, I just love the bit where you have all the um like pepe and fox and all going up yeah 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 because me and motor was actually a really big fan of puppets and that's why they look like that and when you play Star Fox 64 they look more like stop motiony because he was such a big fan of like puppets and the muppets and that's why he wanted the game to kind of inspire his look from yeah 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 but i do think the game did have an awesome soundtrack but i think that level one i mean there's so many remixes but i I sent you a youtube video of like uh, some guy doing it on a guitar with guitar break solos and everything it's such an awesome awesome song and i think for that style of gameplay as well that it's actually really bassy if you play it through earphones when you're playing the game like on an emulator you really does get the heartbeat up and it's cool as you're flying this plane and you know yeah sick it is sick it is sick definitely man such a good song Sweet, man. Your number four? Uh, my next choice is the Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1. Mega get rid drive. of that then. Yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah. need to get rid of one of mine. That, uh, one of mine then, and change it up. Um, this song is really iconic. This song is the song that you first hear. I know besides the title theme, but, duh, 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 duh. but when you hear the ding 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 ding, you instantly know what song it is. It gets you pumped up. It's like yeah, we're playing at an awesome level. But the great thing about this song is it's yeah. so iconic and so synonymous with Sonic that in other variations and other like remixes or remakes or new games etc., they always use this song like yeah. Sonic. Mania Dig, Generations did, um, you, uh, the new game Sonic Forces, you, there's always a version of Green Hill. I know people find it to be overused, but I don't. I think it's a great song. Like no, To me, it's kind of like the theme song of Sonic. Yeah, it is. Same here as well. It, it, it resembles Sonic. Um, it's a bit like level one on Mario Over, you know, Overworld level. You know, yeah. it's, it's his song. It's Sonic's song. So and I need to take that well, by this because that's definitely on mine. Yeah, but also as well, it's one of those songs that when it is with Sonic, you it kind of makes you feel like, all right, this is a fast... And also as well, the fact it kind of speeds up when you're speeding as well adds more to the speed of the game and how the game works as well. Because I yeah. think if they did a slow song, a bit like the Labyrinth Zone song, I don't think it would have worked as well. But because this song was quite fast in with the fast game and it also was the first one that ever, anyone ever played, people are like, oh my God, this game's amazing. And it's stuck in people's heads. Yes, oh, massively, man. I've, yeah, I've, this, this song's been stuck in my head on many of occasions, you know. Oh, yeah. Song. I can be driving around at work and I put on like this kind of music while I'm driving. You know, I'll get to traffic lights and someone probably thinks I'm there playing Sonic, you know. Or <laughs> yeah. Mario, and they're thinking, I've heard that before. And then the kids in the back playing with their little like, Nintendo Switch. And they're like, oh. <laughs> I'm a big geek. Yeah, great song, mate. Great yeah, song. Um, Your next one then, boss. Number five is uh, WWF Royal Rumble for the SNES. Mm-hmm. And it's Shawn Michaels' theme. Nice. It's odd because it's a bit obscure and you've got to be a bit of a wrestling fan, but I like 8-bit sort of soundtrack. And I'm going to class this as like, I don't know, it is the WWF song, but the SNES made it what it was. Like, it's yeah. not just a oh, direct yeah. copy of the song. So, yeah, I was a little bit, I'm an arse like this, I don't, but yeah, I just know. For some reason... Whenever I played the Royal Rumble, even now, I'd get the emulator out. I was go to Shawn Michaels and it'd just sit there for like 10 seconds and his theme starts. I'm like, ooh, yeah, bit of an oddball, but it is what it is. Definitely, man. It's your shout. <laughs> Can't really uh, my it. next one is Ryu or Ryu's theme from Street Fighter 2 on ah. Snares, Arcade, whatever console you want to call it. Just get, this song is a tune. It this is. song is, the, for me, one of the most iconic songs from the franchise, and I find it amazing. It's had so many different remixes and so many different things that they always bring new life and a new feel to the songs. But for me, my favourite version is, is the SNES version. 
Yeah. I mean, I love the arcade one that I can't remember her name, but she was a great composer to make the whole soundtrack. But it works so well. It works for the level of where you're fighting against Ryu or Ryu. It's such an up, such a cool and fast song, and you just want to win, you know? Yeah, yeah. It gets you pumped. It gets yeah, you it does. Pumped. Definitely, man. It's also one of those songs that you could happily listen to whilst you're doing weights and stuff. It's like, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you're on a treadmill running, you need something to like get you going you know it, it is this is what these 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 theme music's great um right going on to my number six again it's the last wrestling based song again um it's for the snes it's wwf super wrestlemania and mm-hmm. it's the intro theme Oh, good choice, man. I love that one. See, to me, that, again, it's not so bad as the Shawn Michaels thing, because it was actually composed for the game. But whenever I hear that, I just think retro wrestling game. All the wrestlers done exactly the same moves. There was no stats in it. It was a really good game at the time. Typical LGN title. But that music, to me, I could sit there and listen to it. Um it doesn't. It's just. It's not a song that's on like a competitive loop. It does have a verse and a chorus, a verse and a chorus. But I love mm. it. It's, it's. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, that's all I can say about that one. I like it. And if you don't like it, that's your shout. Do your own podcast. But I love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. Your shout, dude. Uh, my next choice is the Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Uh, do you know this song yeah it's playing in the background yeah i can hear it it's good yeah i love this song so much man it's one of my favorites uh i love the fact as well it fits so well with the level and even though yes i hate the level in a sense because you've got the underwater level bit but it's such a great tune that i don't care and it's had so many same as well like green hill zone it has had so many different remixes and stuff it's just like yeah this song's great and it shows how good of a composer sega the people at sega are to make such a great soundtrack as well love this song it's so good you know what you just said about um like fighting games like street of rage and turtles about there will just be a lift zone if it's a platform game there always needs to be a water level right yeah oh yeah definitely yeah, no. yeah. yeah and yeah. i hate to say sonic water levels especially labyrinth zone and sonic one i fucking despise that level i hate water levels i remember playing like even um skyrim there's a level or a temple you have to do and it's all to do with water and you have to raise water levels. A bit like yeah. um, Lara Croft and Tomb Raider, there was a water level you had to let water drain. and oh, I in Ocarina of Time are the um, water temples supposed to be really bad as well? Yeah, probably is. Yeah, they all suck. Um, they do indeed, my man, they do indeed. I, I sound like the angry video game there. <laughs> they all, all, you need, all you need is a few fuck bombs and a few yeah. fuck! Shit. You know, <laughs> did you do really at the end? <laughs> we do, I'll tell you what, though, we need a good intro because I must admit the uh, Angry Video Games 
the theme music to his podcast or YouTube videos are totally sick. Have you seen okay, so, huh? sorry, before you go on, mate, have you seen his yeah. video game episode? Oh, yeah, I've watched he, Yeah, <laughs> and he destroys L- anything LG. Yeah, I love it. It makes yeah, it so much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to be fair, the games were very generic until they got to WWF Raw. Every wrestling game is near enough the same um, for, that, for that genre. But anyway, right, uh, number seven. So I'm going back into the real gaming world now. We're getting away from wrestling. It's, I don't know if you've ever played this. It's on the NES, mm-hmm. and it's called Blaster Man. Uh, sorry, no, it's not. That's silly, isn't it? It's for the NES, it's called Blaster Master. You ever played this? A little boy in his truck with a gun on top Yes, of it? I have. Yes, you, you can get it on the net. You can get it on the Switch as part of the NES collection. Okay. Get it and just listen to level one. That's all I'm saying. It's the first... Um, definitely get it if it's free as well. Called Blaster, uh, Blaster Master for the NES. Area one. Um, level one, basically. Music. It is so, so cool. If you really want to get the impact of the song, watch the intro of the game because it rolls into the intro a bit like Mega Man 2 does. Oh, so mate, cool, man. It blows your mind. Blaster Master for the NES Level 1. Just watch the intro and it fades into the game music. Definitely sick. One of my favourite, favourite sounds ever. When I was going through my YouTube to like, you know, write the list and just listen to stuff, I listened to the whole thing. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Japanese-inspired game. There's been several remakes. They've actually remade this game. I believe it's for the GameCube, and they've done a remastered version. Not too sure how it sells, but originally the platform was the NES. Fantastic game. Um, yeah, and uh, that's that's my number seven, mate. What's yours? Uh, my next one is the Death Egg Robot inside the Hedgehog Two. is one of those songs that i love but also at the same time it's one of those things where let, let's say for example you're a kid you're playing the game you went through the different zone stuff you you're like okay yes i beat this metal sonic or silver sonic whatever it's called and then you look up and you see it and then the music starts and you know fuck i've got no rings only three lives and if i get hit once i'm dead and it's it's like the it's, is it the song the final battle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you don't have tails, you don't have supersonic, you don't have anything. It's just you and this massive fuck off robot. I know yeah. they've done remixes and stuff in more newer games, but I think the original game on Sonic Two was the one that was like, fuck, I'm yeah, in yeah. For it now. Like I'm in for an epic battle, and it just that's what the song makes you feel is the epic is that epicness of the. Yeah. So I like the other Doctor Robotnik themes like in one and two, but this one I think for me is that epicness of why this song and this fight itself is just really good you know yeah great yeah yeah yeah. it it done what the you know what what was the uh what was the point of this song to get you nervous and know you was about shit was about to go down and it it, it done what it was it was brief to do you know yeah uh, 
great choice, great choice, mate. Cheers, buddy. Um, great, great choice. Right, moving on to my number eight is also another NES game, which I know you're a massive fan of the franchise. Uh, same as uh, Blaster Master, you have to watch the intro, and I think you can get this if I get like give you little snippets of information. You mm. start off at the bottom of a building, and it's going up and up and up and up and up and up and up. Yeah. And up. Yes. Mega Man 2 for the NES intro theme, including intro. I've even put it in my paperwork, including the introduction. Just press start. Go, do, 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 do. You need that ding, 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 and all it goes, and then it goes up, and then it goes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Oh man, I'm excited talking about it. It's such a fucking. I'm actually talking to you. I'm actually play it. I'm like, I might just replay the game for for the beginning again. But also as well, I, I, I get sucked in it anyway. Like, I'm like, I'm going to listen to this song and I get, no, I want this song. No, I want this song. No, I want this song. I want this song. I like, can spend hours just finding different video game songs. Oh, I love happy it. Happy listen to them and stuff. Underrated. People don't realise how much effort goes into video games and the music is just one aspect. Because, um, it's great. Yeah, because you know the composer who did Streets of Rage uh, soundtrack to one and two, I can't remember his name, but he's so popular that he actually had a live concert I think a year or so ago in like London, and he played the one, the songs from one and two, and it's like it's amazing. I'd love like, to go to that. Uh, I mean, did, I, did I tell you? I've went, yeah, I've been to one of them. It's, they're really good. Yeah, I'd love to go to one of them. Um, so yeah, Mega Man Two on the NES, mate. What's your next? Uh, uh, my next one is Big Apple, three AM. I was told between this and sewer surfing but I went for this one because this song is amazing it fits so well with the level and it's the game itself is fantastic I actually have this soundtrack downloaded on my phone because I love this soundtrack so much and all the songs are just awesome I know the boss scene is really good too but yeah, yeah, I could splooge for days over this game. I love this game so much, and it's in the soundtrack and stuff. I would happily have done the whole 15 for just these different songs, just because it is a great game, game, man. You also have this one. You have Very Much Shell, Wounded Knee, Sewer Surfing, um, Alley Cat Blues. Alley Cat um, Blues. Prehistoric, where no tail has ever gone before, you know, and yeah. all these different ones. And yeah, I could just, yeah, 
oh, mate, this, this song is so good, man. It, it also as well, it works so well because it has hints to the, because I know one of the things I like about all the different songs, they have hints to the theme tune. I think this one has the biggest amount of hints to the theme tune because it is basically the first level and it wants to introduce you to the game and introduce you to the fast pace. And I love the fact as well, it was one of the most quite diverse beat-em-ups because you would have different ways to beat your enemies. Like you, It is not just button mashing, you have to kind of strategize where one of the bosses you have to throw your enemies into the boss but yeah that's that's when you fight crane isn't it you have to throw the uh, foot soldiers into the square uh uh, shredder the first shredder shredder first yeah because in the arcade version you you didn't have that level so it was that level was inserted in it and then also as well a couple of bosses were changed around where you had in the prehistoric level it was sludge man rather than um slash and then in the um pirate level bury my shell wounded knee i think that's what it is yeah i can't remember um blackie their name uh the bosses aren't really bob and roxy they're actually talking and razor in that level in the arcade yeah, and they change around a few hmm? so in some respects um the console version was actually better yeah it was yeah 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 that's, console that's, version, that's very me. yeah I mean, there were a few things they had to take out of the console version, obviously a few animations, like when you pick up a pizza in the arcade version, they go, pizza time, and do a pose, but in the SNES one, they didn't. But yeah, I, I love this version so much more to the um, arcade, and they did a remake of it on the 360, which is fucking terrible, but if you want to play a proper version, play the original SNES one, yeah. or the SNES, or the SNES one, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I used to game. have um, Teenage Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, on the PlayStation 3. They done, they done that for that me and Dave Tabor used to play online um, playing that game um, so yeah I mean these are forgotten about I think people don't realise I don't think you can get it at the moment I think they took it off for licensing reasons yeah the only annoying thing about this game is there's so many different licensing because it was made by Konami but now I think Ubisoft make the games or something but if they are able to remake it again properly and then release it I'm like yeah they have to because yeah. this game is take my money yes this get yeah but yeah, I'll be like, here's all my money, bitch. But this is one of those games as well that is so good that it's seen by many people as one of or the greatest um, licensed game ever or the best or one of the best beat up games ever as well. So it has that thing to it as well. You know, such great games. Awesome shout. Awesome shout. Okay, so that moves me on to number nine. Um, I don't know if you know this one. It's Battletoads vs. Double Dragon on the Super Nintendo. It's the intro theme. And it sounds very much like Girls on Film, the song. Um, again, if you, if you don't know this one, it's worth a shout. I mean, Battletoads and the Double Dragon. Have you ever played the game? Yeah, I remember having it on uh, Emulator. Yeah, it's definitely worth a shout. Um, great, great intro theme. Um, there's two versions of this. There's the NES and the SNES. Definitely go for the SNES version. It's a completely different song. Um, very hard hitting. Uh, it's definitely a beat-em-up soundtrack. The levels, uh, the game level soundtracks aren't too bad either but i think the opening title credits used to get me pumped you know there's one player two player options the title screen awesome awesome soundtrack um not much more i can really say about that apart from check it out uh yeah so you're number nine dude uh my next one mate is um back alley from tournament fighters which was a turtles game (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I actually had that on my list at one point. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like this song one because it was my favourite character's song because Leonardo is fucking awesome he's my favourite turtle ever but also yeah. as well I like the song because it fits very well with his character and it's just a great song anyway there's not really much not to say about this song because it's like I just yeah. think it's really cool like ding 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 and it's also one of those other songs that I, I've also got the soundtrack to that game on my phone as well I can happily listen to it for hours on end and it's just it's just yeah. a great song you know yeah yeah I mean Sometimes, especially with like my list, there's some of it's like really obscure, like I said, that illusion of gear, which is my third entry. Can't really say much about it apart from it's awesome. You know, yeah, man, definitely. Um, okay, so I mean, everyone's going to know my number 10. Street Fighter 2 off the SNES, and mm-hmm. the start of the game, the intro. <laughs> Tune. <laughs> you, you should also include the Capcom bit. Then and then and then ding. Yeah, yeah. And then it yeah. yeah. I love AEW when they done the Street Fighter entrance at Fighter Fest. Yeah, yeah. I did as well, man. I thought it was uh, cool. And then the guy ran on the stage and done the Batista thing. And yes, like, and then he got killed by yeah. a Kuba. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Loved it. Um. Yeah, so Street Fighter 2 for the SNES. I think that had the best sound quality for the game. Um, yeah, awesome. That's that's all I can say about that. I mean, every fan knows that one. Definitely, man. Yeah. And then my next one is another one from Tournament Fighters, and it's the Thunderdome song. and it's like a proper rocky proper like heavy metal song i like and the stage is the stage as well fits it really well it's like yeah let's get pumped and whose character was this wing nut it was wing nut yeah he's still like um flight around on like little jet things that the right one yeah, he no, that was um, what's his name? Fuck, Chrome Dome. But Wingnut was the weird looking, like bat looking oh, thing. He used to go Bone Buster, Bone Buster, you know. Yeah, I mean, these characters on this game, like, I know we're getting in depth with Ninja Turtles again, but were these actual comic book characters because they yeah. weren't on the TV, were they? Yeah, they Wingnut was in the cartoon, so was Chrome Dome, but a lot of them were made for the were from the Archie comics as well as the Mirage because Karai was from the Mirage comics because at, at the time they were doing City at War, which was the storyline which introduced Karai into the Turtles lore. Oh, okay. Good, yeah, the they girl wanted, from is that the girl from it? Uh, yeah, she's, um, depending on which series you look at, she's the Shredder's adopted daughter. Yeah, and it's funny because I was watching another video. It was the Japanese, it was Japanese games that were censored in the EU. 
or Europe. Um, yeah. And the girl in that one is actually in the Japanese version. Is actually wearing a thong when she fights. In the UK version, they had to change the pixels so she was wearing shorts. So yeah. If you want to check that out in your own perverted um, world. She was actually based off the character from Turtles 3, but because of Turtles 3 did so badly, they had to change her and made her Asuka instead. Yeah, because Turtle 3 totally sucked. Yeah, Turtles 3 is the worst film ever made. Or one of them anyway. That film is shit. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's not as bad as the... I'll probably put that as much as the 2014 Michael Bay film. Those two films are just terrible. I enjoyed the second one more than the first one he'd done. So I think it had Krang in it and Shredder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was little nuances, like when the phone rings, it was the original Ninja Turtles theme from the 80s and stuff. There was little things on there. I thought, oh, OK, I'll give you that. Yeah, because uh, my favourite film of them all has to be the original 1991. I think that film even nowadays still holds up. Oh, it's fantastic. It, it's totally a cut above the whole franchise. That is the trend. That is that is the, That, to me, is the only Ninja Turtles film ever made. Yeah, the yeah. Other one, the other one I cast. Everything else to me is a spin-off. That is the original, and you won't touch it. Um, cool. So moving on to my number eleven is uh, Power Rangers Fighting Edition on the SNES, and again it's the intro theme. The, um, there was three um, entries for Power Rangers. You had the Power Rangers game, you had Power Rangers the movie, then you had Power Rangers Fighting Edition, which is a bit mm-hmm. like, um, in a way, I suppose it's very close to what we're just talking about, uh, Ninja Turtles. So most of the games were side-scrollers, and then Fighting Edition was a one-on-one fighting game, a bit like Tournament Fighters for the Ninja Turtles. The intro to this, out of all the three games, had the best version of the Power Rangers theme. It was a lot more punchy. There was aimed yeah. for a higher target audience it wasn't a fun it wasn't a cartoony side scrolling beat em up it was a one-on-one fighting game a bit like when you look at ninja turtles fighting game as well or the tournament fighters the artwork was aimed more for the teenage market like it was a bit more cool a bit more darker and it was a ninja turtles in a bit of a darker stage this was power rangers version of that for the snes this was aimed for a slightly higher demographic um and the intro music was the power rangers theme that everyone loves go go power rangers but it's a lot more punchy yes so if you listen to all three i had to choose because i wanted the power rangers game in here because i love them all playing when you look back and play them back to back like the intros of the game this was the best one. Oh, nice did you know the guy who did the power rangers theme tune was also the guy who did the x-men theme tune as well there you go or Rattleman, yeah. so I yeah. didn't know that. See, this is the kind of stuff you know, Christ. I know, mate. <laughs> I, I think I'm like, I, sometimes I'm like online, like, who did this song? And I'm like, oh my God. And then you listen to interviews and it's like, and he mentioned something else, like, oh my God, no wonder these songs are like eargasms for me. No wonder I love these songs so much. You know, it's, isn't yeah. it like the guy who did the Pokemon feature? And I'm like, oh. he's good as well. It's... Yeah, the UK version of our Pokemon intro was awesome. The Japanese one, even though I can't understand Japanese, the music's not as good. You listen to the UK one and it is like, yeah. And it becomes so synonymous and so iconic that this man will go on for the rest of time for singing this song and so many people know this song. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to a point where I actually Googled um, or went on YouTube and typed in Pokemon Song Live 
and people were doing it in rock bands like as a warm-up song before their concert and stuff and everyone's like yeah like absolutely yeah. loving it it's awesome i mean i went to a um, music festival not a music festival it was a it was a gig um it was a punk rock never dies or something and the the main band that was promoting the show was a band called newfound glory before they come out they played stone cold steve austin's theme just to get the crowd pumped up <laughs> and me and adam little were just like Fuck! before steve austin was there man he was marking out but yeah um yeah great so we went on a tangent then we went on a tangent so is it your shout for number 11 now it is man yes my next shout was aquatic ambience from Donkey Kong country I knew we'd go there. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you love this song so much? Uh, I just love this song because it's really good. It's actually, it's quite a soothing song and it's quite a sort of a mellow and relaxing song because even at some levels, they're quite frantic when you do water underwater, but it just helps you mellow and it helps you kind of just, it's quite a calming song. It's one of those songs that you can happily just listen to just to relax and just be like, yeah, I'm just going to just listen to this song and just relax because there's even a, a video where it's, last for 10 hours and i would happily listen to this song 10 hours yeah. if i had the time you know i'll tell you what sam bought this thing for because she's pregnant she bought like this um light that you turn on it plays like this acrobatic music and puts like a blue <clears> light on the ceiling it helps her sleep and all this shit man just put donkey kong on yes you should just do that yeah just put this song on you show she'll love it it's like and also as well this song made me not hate water levels because i hated yeah. the i hated other water levels like from TMNT, oh. Mario, Sonic, but this one was just, yeah. David Wise is a genius, man. I love his songs. Same with him and Grant yeah. Kirkhope. Yeah. Two, I know I haven't included any of Grant Kirkhope's songs, but these two men helped create such iconic songs that were done from a Western point of view, like with Duncan Country and Banjo and stuff. It's just really good. Same with him. Did you know on the N64, Grant Kirkhope also did the songs to um, Goldeneye as well? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still up anymore. If you type in Game Grumps, Grant Kirkhope, they play through several of his games talking with him. And this is at the time when John Tron was part of it. And then the, they discuss things like who he came up with the songs and how one of the songs on GoldenEye is based off a Duran Duran song. And there's also another bit of history where he's talking about how um, with one of the um, games that he made that he had to do on a certain time frame. And it's really, it's really, it's really inter- interesting and stuff and how he's able to come up with some of the noises and some of the, like, the things that his character says and how like... One of the characters, Mumbo Jumbo, is like, come on, have a go if you think you're hard enough. But he distorts it in such a way that it actually sounds different. It's really good. Yeah, you should definitely yeah, give I mean, it a watch. I was watching something on the back of that. Um, it was to do with how they actually created the sound so clear and precise on a SNES cartridge. And it was basically on about how the composer exploited the sound system that he was mm-hmm. kind of like had to work with and how he got all these beautiful sounds and kept it in such a small, um, using such small data, like how much hard drive you could use. Because obviously that, when you're working with a 16-bit cartridge, you're very limited on the space. Um, yeah. And how he got that sound on a cartridge when it sounded like it should have been on a CD. I mean, yeah, it's worth a look at. I found it on YouTube. I'll send it to you. Yeah, definitely, man. Cheers. Right, um, moving on. So, uh 
Number 12 for me. I'm actually stepping forward a step. Um, Crash Bandicoot 1 intro theme on the PlayStation 1. Good choice, man. Then the drums. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Great. I mean, when the PlayStation 1 drops and then Crash Bandicoot come out and obviously you were using CD quality sound, what a bloody way to make it. To me, this is the Super Mario, this is the Sonic the Hedgehog, this is, to me, when I see a picture of Crash Bandicoot, yeah, so yeah. That's for me. Have you played the Insane Trilogy? Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got it. Um, I thought they'd done a really good... Uh, the game plan, that was absolutely perfect. Because I've, I've, I've still got um, Crash Bandicoot 1 on my PS3 mm-hmm. um, as a download, a classic game. It's like three ninety nine, And I've got 1, 2, and 3, so Cortex and Walt. Um, yeah, to be honest, I'd actually rather play the Insane Trilogy because there is no difference at all in the game engine the sound they've not changed any of the music um all the sound effects are the same all they've done is redone the sprites and the graphics and to me when you remaster a game don't touch the music don't touch the gameplay don't add anything just leave yeah. it as it was just graphically just give it an overhaul yeah um so on the back of that crash bandicoot one on the playstation one uh you mate number 12 uh my next one is battle versus the gym leader from pokemon red and blue God, or blue great. and red I did not think of that. Great, 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 great. great. Yeah, great song. Uh, one thing I love about this song is it kind of, it, even though, yes, yeah, I think it's very similar to the trainer one, but it's different enough that you're like, all right, then, so you just four against different trainers. You train at your world against Wild Pokemon. Now you're doing the big dog. Now you're fighting against the big dog, you know, the, yeah. the gym leader sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that with Pokemon games. It actually made you feel like, fuck me, I've got to fight the guy now for the badge. Actually, you felt yes. like a legit achievement. Um, and again, the music complements it perfectly. So, awesome shout. Awesome shout. And a lot of these games, have you noticed, um, even though they're not CD quality, we're taking it from cartridge retro consoles. Mm-hmm. Says it all, doesn't it? Definitely, man. Really? I think I've only got one game that actually is CD quality in my list. I've got one in my top 15 and two in my quick mentions at the end. That's it. Oh, yeah, I need to add now one of my mentions into my 15, but I'll mention that after my um, next two. Actually, no, saying it, no, two technically um, CD quality, so, yeah. Um, okay, so moving on to my 13 is a Game Boy game. Ooh. And it's Super Mario Land, and it's the Muda Kingdom.
which is level five, I believe it is. Um, is that the one where you're flying in the spaceship? No, it's the one for that, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because you've got Chai City, or Chia City, which is basically Chinese. Um, again, I, I loved the original um, Super Mario Land on the Game Boys anyway, and this is off number one, which is my favourite one out of the three. Um, I watched an extensive video on the composer for this game. Um, mm-hmm. Pronounce his name, so he's a Japanese bloke. But the soundtrack to Super Mario Land 1 on the Game Boy is such an overachievement. The theme song is awesome. Level 1, like the theme song, is absolutely fantastic. Do, 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 diddle, do, 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 yeah it's a fantastic soundtrack but yeah uh this is about level five i think it's called Muda kingdom and i think this was fantastic again we'll have it playing in the background and we'll fully have links everywhere but yeah check it out on youtube awesome awesome man number 13 for you mate uh my next one is the menu theme from smash rubbers melee Yeah, I love I love this song. The Melee was the first Smash Brothers game I ever played, and I just loved the song because even though it wasn't from an actual level, it gets you amped up, it gets you pumped up, ready to do the battle, and it's like and it plays through until you start the, the battle, so it's getting you like ready and stuff. And I love the fact as well you're able to then play in ultimate. So that's why you are, I because I'm even though I like the menu let, uh, music to ultimate. I'm like nah, I want to go and change the music. So I go into um the mute the, the vault music play this song and then i listen to it and then yeah. i then do my stuff and it's like yeah oh, i love this song it's such a great song and also it's one of those songs that even though it's not as famous as some of the other ones it's still that great piece of music that you remember because it is that good you know yeah exactly exactly sometimes it doesn't even need a reason mate if it's just good it's just good yeah you know, you know. um okay so my number 14 we're right at the bottom of this now is Super Bomberman 3 of the SNES. Mm-hmm. Just like your old, your previous song, it's the title screen, not the intro. Um... If you could remember Bomberman 3, do you remember anything from it? Yeah. Is it uh, the one where you're able to jump onto animals and ride them, isn't it? The kangaroos, yeah. Yes, yeah. So they're on their plane at the start, and they both jump out, and they go... And it was like this... It has such an awesome soundtrack. Uh, so title screen of Super Bomberman 3. Not the intro. The title screen. Check it out. It's nice just one, well above its time. Japanese-inspired... Obviously, Bomberman is one of the most Japanese games ever made. And did you did you ever play that game when they made it all realistic? I'm like, no, Bomberman's supposed to be this cartoony, fun character, not this ridiculous, like serious, you know, sort of ah, crap. Like, no, Bomberman's meant to be Chinese Takeshi's Castle fun. Yeah, completely. Like, that. Yeah, yeah. I was always I was always original Bomberman or Blue Bomberman, my two. I I ever liked uh, original Bomberman or Black Bomberman. So basically, one and one and number two. Then I was. Yeah. 
green, red and blue. And then but on this one, I remember distinctly on Bomberman 1 and 2, Bomberman was always the same, just different colour palettes. On this one, you had Bomberman and Bomberman 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you kept pressing different buttons on it, like triangle, you would change his suit. So you could be the blue, the green, the thing. Then you had like um, a little Chinese man. You had a cowboy. You had a big fat sumo wrestler. Um, so there's different characters you can play on battle mode. Um, but level one was always the same, just your typical green with the silver, like the metal yeah. um, things. But I remember this game was quite unique in the fact that you had like um, the story mode was really, really good because it was all like different tiers and like there was bosses you had to fight. Um, but when you played battle mode, there was things like seesaws. So you could put the bomb on one, walk to the other end and jump on the seesaw and the bomb would bounce. And if you threw it out the screen, it would jump and then turn up on the other side, a bit like a looped universe. It was such a yeah. fun game. Um, awesome, man. Hudson Software, fucking awesome game. Yeah. Okay, mate, your shout for full team. Uh, my next one is versus Metal Ridley from Metroid Prime. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I was going to choose another Metroid game, but I chose this one because it's the first one I ever played. Because I remember renting it from Blockbusters and loving it. And when I finally and I bought it, and then when I finally got to Metroid Ridley, I'm like, I'm now fighting against this awesome boss with this awesome, amazing music. And it's like, I just think same with the Death Egg Robot. It, the music adds so much more to the to the fight. Where if yeah. it was quite a mellow song, it wouldn't work. But because it's quite hard pumping, it's like and it's like the duh, duh, duh. it's kind of like making your heart go up and down it's like yeah ah oh, this song yeah. works so well for the game i love it and also metro prime is one of the best games ever made too you know it that's was. in my probably my top five as well yeah i think there's um not many people have not heard of it i mean it's it's very well known and everyone and knows it, it's yeah and it's also one of those games that actually work from two years of 3d yeah, because you know some some games didn't work from 2D to 3D, but this one works so well. And also as well, I love the fact that we're able to have different visors and stuff to the game too. It's just, you know, just a great game. I love it. Little touches, little touches. Yeah. I mean, a lot of games suffered when they went from 2D to 3D. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ones that were successful were obviously Metroid and also Mario when he went to 64. It was absolutely fantastic. I didn't really like Donkey Kong when it returned on the... Um, N64. I always thought Donkey Kong was a better Donkey Kong Country. One, two, and three on the SNES were always a lot better than 64. Yeah, but I think the main thing of 64, it was too much of a collectathon, so you couldn't really enjoy it. Where at least with 64 and Banjo Kazoo, even though it was a collectathon, it wasn't so in your face as a collectathon. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Um, right, this puts me at number 15, which is sad because I've got honourable mentions, but yeah, it, mine as well. Same here. Well, mine's the same game as it was before, Super Bomberman 3. Nice. I started listening to the OST on YouTube. I was just like, fuck, this is awesome. Um, and it, this time, it's not the title music, it's the actual intro music. And 
whoever's pulled the music off the cartridge has done such a good job. It's like CD quality on YouTube. Um, so the intro music, Super Bomberman 3, well above its time. It's like this weird techno remix of the original Bomberman 1 game, and it is slipping awesome. Um, now, I'm not one for usually having remixes, but Bomberman 3, every, it was the best Bomberman out on the on the SNES. They had four and five come out. I think maybe even six, because I think there's like 24 Bomberman games, believe it or not. But, um, there's Bomb- loads of them, man, yes. I think there was one recently came out on the Switch a couple of years ago when it first came out as well. There's like a load of them. Yeah, I think Bomberman the most games. One is Bomberman R. Or yeah. yeah so I'll check it out. But if it's too chaotic, I won't enjoy it. I'll send up putting my, um, my emulator on my laptop and just pinging it on the HD cable on my TV and sit there with my uh, Xbox controller and smash out Bomberman 3. But um, yeah. That's my last pick of the main list. What's your last pick? Um, your... My last pick for the main list, my next one is that I will mention now, would probably be Simon's Theme from Castlevania 4. Simon's theme was sick. It's a really good song, even though there's other great ones like Vampire Kill and Buddy Tears. But I think for me, this one works so well because it's a remix of the original song from the first game, which is done differently because it's now the SNES chip, not the NES one. But also as well, it makes you feel like you are Simon Belmont trying to go and defeat Dracula. It's just a great tune, you know, it's just... Um, and also it fits really well with the game itself. It's quite, when you listen to it, it kind of feels quite medieval-y kind of thing. And I love the fact as well, it, you can also play it in Smash Bros. Ultimate too. So, you know, yeah, brilliant. I need to get a Switch just for this, because I think for a, a fan a fan computer game, I think Smash Bros. smashed it, didn't it? Yeah, man, yeah. If you type in on YouTube Smash Bros. Ultimate soundtrack, there's a playlist with over 1,100 songs. I mean, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. And it has every single song. So, because some of the games, um, the only the only weird thing about it, though, Final Fantasy only has two songs in it, but every other game has at least ten songs per game. Some so, um, games have more. Like they've added in more new ones. Like there's a really good song for Mario Odyssey called "Jump Up Superstar." It's like a proper song. The woman who plays uh, Pauline sings it. It's really good. Jump, jumping Odyssey. Do 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 do. You know, it's like one of those proper sort of like um, jazzy sort of like. Frank Sinatra kind of big bands kind of songs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. That's uh, Nintendo's version of trying to go over to the Western market. They think we love all that. But, yeah. Um, it's, it's actually a really good song. It's Final Fantasy. I know it's made by, is it Enix Square? But um, uh, Yeah, it's Square, yeah. so many different components, composers in that. It's probably all to do with licensing. Yeah, uh, they did, because the woman who did Think Final Fantasy VII soundtrack also did... Um, Street Fighter 2 soundtrack before she went to uh, Square and Square Enix and then she yeah. came back to do the remix for Ryu or Ryu's theme and Vegas theme or Claw or Balrog basically the Claw guy how you want to call it yeah. did, did you know the reason why they changed the names of the bosses is because they don't want to get sued by Mike Tyson as well as um, no just Mike Tyson and then Ken was because of uh, Mattel that's why they give him Ken Masters not just Ken really Mm-hmm. I knew Bullrog was obviously that's blatantly a rip off of Tyson. Yeah, that's why they checked because his original name in Japan is actually M, T- M. Bison. Because in, in Japan it goes so Vega is um, M. Bison in Japan. Guy with a um, Yeah, 
Yeah. Guy, yeah, no, uh, Guy with a Claw, that's Balrog, who is Vega in Japan. Uh, no, one second, sorry. Go back. Um, so M. Bison over here is Vega in Japan, who's the um, Thailand dictator man. So you've got Balrog over here is... Um, no, Vega over here is Balrog in Japan. And then you've got Balrog over here is Mike Tyson over there. So I have to change around the boss's name. So that's why if you go to tournaments and you're playing against Japanese um, players, you they're known as Boxer, Claw and Dictator. So then that way people know who you mean. Rather than saying, if you if you say Borog, people are like, but do you mean Borog or do you mean Vega? Or do you mean M. Bison or do you mean Vega? Or do you mean M. Bison or do you mean Borog? So it's yeah. all because... The easiest way for me to do this would be, basically, if I just download um, a Japanese version of a ROM for like, uh, Street Fighter, it'd have it all on there, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. also as well, in Japan, Akuma's known as Goki and not Akuma. He's known as what? Goku? Uh, Goki. So it's G-O-U-K-I. Goki. It's, uh, yeah. But then if you um, play Smash Brothers, because it's our version's obviously English, it has it, all the English names. Yeah. So it's, they're known as, because to me, same with um, Dr. Eggman or Dr. Robotnik. To me, is he'll always be Robotnik. Yeah, see, what's the deal with that? Because I grew up with him always being Dr. Robert. Uh, basically, it was just because uh, at the time, um, Sega of America made this, like, backstory, this diary thing. It was just like the Hedgehog. Basically, at the time, they because they didn't really know much about the game because they were just told this is a game. Uh, so they ended up making their own backstory and stuff, and they called him Robotnik. But then Japan always called him Eggman, so they ended up just calling him Eggman because they wanted to do it both. If you think that's why, if you notice, there's a lot of hints to Egg in the original games, but you don't realise that until you're a bit older. And it's like, oh, okay, but he actually is known as Robotnik everywhere, uh, but he's just called Eggman. It's that's like his alias kind of thing. Is it kind of like a nickname, like a jokey nickname? Yeah, that they, that they took on. Yeah, because yeah, he cartoons. He was Robotnik, wasn't he? Yeah, because that, that was at the time when before they changed to Eggman because they wanted to make it closer to to Japan. Yeah, but, uh, but but when you watch an interview with Yokoi who created Sonic the Hedgehog, he actually mentions that his actual name is Robotnik, but they call him Eggman because that's just an insult to him and stuff, and that's just his name in the games and stuff. But actually, canon, he is now known as Robotnik because Robotnik was actually a Western name, not the Japanese name. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds so much cooler, doesn't it, Doctor? Yeah. It does so much more cooler. I I would. What's the name of the film? Like you know the new uh, film? Robotnik. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, cool. Yeah, but they 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 do a few things like oh find an Eggman, but he actually he is Robotnik. Yeah, that's sick. I, honestly, I, cheers for clearing that up because I had no idea. Um, uh-huh. Right, so if I quickly bang through my mentions. Um, yeah, I'll do mine as well. I'll literally just list them off. Um, so, uh, NBA Live '96, the intro theme. Uh, Sonic 1 on Genesis Green Zone, Oddworld, Aves Odyssey on PS1, Free Fire Zone, Zelda Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, uh, Legend, that's the name of the game on the SNES, Worms, PS1 intro, Street mm-hmm. Fighter 2, Guile's theme, and a, lo- a game called Lawnmower Man on the SNES, which is based off a film, um, which has nothing to do with pushing the lawnmower, it's all about going into uh, cyberspace. Was that the one uh, with Jim Carrey? No. No, it's not a comedy. It's a proper legit film. Um, it's about a guy who, it might be Jim Carrey, pushes a lawnmower around. Yeah, I remember years ago we had a video that had a trailer for that um, film. It was part of WrestleMania 11, and that's how I remember it quite well, actually. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's called Lawnmower Man, purely because a guy that's a bit stupid pushes a lawnmower. Uh, but he's a genius or something, and he's, he gets into basically, he basically ends up going into the internet. 
through cyberspace and controlling the world through internet and the guys have to go into the internet to try and defeat him and it made for an absolutely fantastic computer game on the super nintendo which i think you'd really enjoy oh definitely um, man sounds cool yeah i think it's a super effects chip game um might be yeah they're my own mentions just quick fire how about yours mate mine would probably be cammy's theme from street fighter 2 yeah. Uh, tune. Uh, Fear Factory from DKC, another great song. Uh, but the boss theme from Quackshot, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that song. Um, Gremlins Elevator Shaft, that's also one of those <laughs> songs I remember playing when I was a kid and then listened to it again and wanting to. You know, you know, feeling sometimes we just hum a song to yourself and it's like, what's yeah. that song? And you play it and it's like, oh my god, and then you're like, oh my god, it's actually this song. And like, yeah, yeah I yeah. actually, yeah. Um, the cool. title theme tune from Turtles One. I know I've technically used three, but I it's love this song a bit. It's a mention. The honorable mentions. It basically, when you listen to it and you listen to another song, it it's basically a rip off to Stone Cold Crazy by Queen and Metallica. This song <laughs> yeah. is. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. And Stage One from Double Dragon. I know there's so many other games we haven't mentioned, like um, Biro or Streets of Rage or Alien Storm, etc. But that's why I was only 15 to basically yeah. make us think because yeah. we I reckon me and you could probably do 100 if we if we if we oh, want to easy. yeah easy. that's another um great song um Star Wars intro 16, yeah. 16 bit as well 16 bit on the SNES was sick yeah talking about YouTube have you ever seen uh there's a guy on YouTube he does uh for the SNES it's super ghouls and ghosts speed run yeah 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 Man, it's like the hardest game ever made this guy like smashes it on the speed run never gets hit and you think to yourself how much practice? I mean, that's effort. Yeah, definitely, like, man. There's a. Do you have TASs, which is a tool assisted speed run, which they use tools in the game? But there's, there's actually a thing called Awesome Games Done Quick, and they're yeah. typing that onto YouTube, and they have all these different things. There's. Have you ever heard of um, Kaizo before? No, I'm just writing this down. What's it called? Awesome Games oh. Done Quick. Yes. I know what I'm doing later. And they um, have it where they beat these different games on speed runs, and they've done so many different games. And there's a guy who is so good at Kaizo Mario that he makes it look like it's so easy because Kaizo Mario is basically a mod of Mario World, and the levels are, by God, they're hard. And is it a bit like the Mario Creator, because I've seen people do speed runs of that, and you think like, um, like yeah, yeah, bounce yeah. off like a bad guy, hold the shell, kick it at the right time, and yes. you just think, how on earth are you doing that? Yeah. Basically, Kaizo is a game like that, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And have you also heard as well, which I really want to do one day, it's called a randomizer. So there's there's different kinds of ride a randomizer where you've got a Zelda one by itself as well as a Metroid one. So basically, well, what, what it would mean is, is you would go to certain different places and chess would give you certain different things so you wouldn't get the master sword straight away you might get the master sword right at the beginning of the game or you might get bombs at the beginning of the game and stuff it's really interesting and same with super metroid where when you go to certain places or you do certain things you wouldn't let's say for example you're so used to getting an energy capsule but in this version you might get something else you might get the uh i can't the ice gun or something mm-hmm. but the but but someone did them both together so when you do certain bits in um, on Talon 4 or on Hyrule, it takes you into its other game. And then, But you can also unlock certain things. So when you're playing Zelda, you might, when you open a chest or the big chest, you might then potentially earn a weapon that might be useful in Super Metroid and vice versa. 
it's just so cool that you have these people who are going through and modding these games so much that able to do that and one another really cool mod is Streets of Rage 2 someone's done it where you can play as the four turtles in the game as well yeah I've seen that I've seen that one I mean yeah. once with that video I saw uh, who does cinematics that do it and they do um, they do like <laughs> power ups in the wrong worlds and it starts off there's this big factory called the power up factory and they're boxing things like um, mushrooms and like fire stars like off super mario but mm. they ship it off to the green zone <laughs> and, and then like sonic the hedgehog jumps on the thing and like this fucking mushroom pops out and he goes what do i do with this and like touches it and goes nope eats it and then like gets poisoned because he doesn't eat mushrooms and um like then he goes to super mario and all of a sudden there's like these um like boots and fucking mario's running around all over the place <laughs> he's like what's going on what's going on what's going on i think zelda opens up a um a chest and it's saying stupid like um Oh, I think it's saying on Super Mario, like the, um, you know, the green boot on Mario World that you get in, and you sort of bounce around all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like Zelda goes, what do I do with this? And he just gets in it, and he can't get out of it, and falls over, and just, oh, it's yes. ridiculous. Um, I sent you the link. I've actually sent you a picture, you know, we spoke about the Super Wild Cards. I yes. sent you a picture of what I had when I was a kid. This I had this at the Abbey School, and everyone had no idea of what it was. Oh, yeah, I reckon. I said, oh, that's so cool, man. Yeah, it looks like a bit like we used to get for the old Famicom, the Famicom disc disc system. You used to put like discs, and that's what um, Legend of Zelda and the original Metroid came on originally. Uh, yeah, same kind of thing. I mean, that was from Japan, and we had it when it was completely illegal over here. Um, there's videos on YouTube, people starting it, and there you go. I've just sent you the Dorkley that signed. Don't you know Dorkley? Oh yeah, I like Dorkley. Have you ever seen? Was it Dorkley or College Humor where they do one where it's like Sonic for Hire and then Sonic goes through all these ridiculous <laughs> situations and scenarios and it's like it's hilarious. Have you seen Dorkley do Mortal Kombat where yes, they I've... do the, sit- the sitcom and like Sub Zero goes, I'm I'm leaving because he lives with um, Scorpion and as he leaves he goes Sub Zero. Get over here. And there's like a fake crowd laughing and stuff. Yes. And he walks back in like, ah, oh, and he's like, the boss is coming. I might get a promotion. It's like Shao Kahn turns up. It's fucking, it's done like a sitcom, but it's Mortal Kombat. And it's all the, the sprites from like Mortal Kombat, like free game and ultimate. Ah, oh, it is hilarious. It is so, so flippant. That's another game we forgot songs as well, man, was Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, I thought about Mortal Kombat 3, their theme song, but I didn't think it really got going enough for me to... You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, look I mean, look at the games we're thinking of and thinking of other games. It's, it's mad as how many we forgot. Like, we forgot we didn't include Mario Kart, we didn't include this, this, and this. It's insane, isn't it? Just how many great games have great soundtracks to them. I don't know. It, it is. And then and, we got these uh, people up being like, you forgot this game for Final Fantasy VI, how dare you know about this song and this song yeah. and this song, you know, it's brilliant, like Crash Bandicoot 1, Hogwild. That's yeah. I mean, I've got Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Yes. Hogwild, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, for all the listeners, if there's anything you really want us to plug, like, and songs that we think you we've forgotten off our list. Like I said, these weren't top 10, 15, this is list of songs that we like, so definitely send in your songs. Yeah, definitely, well, man. You Have know. you ever heard of a really good one from Duncan Country 2 called Sticker Brush Symphony? That's a good one. It's like... Ding, 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 It kind of sounds similar to that. Bandit yeah, has a great one. Anything people want to plug to you at all, boss? Uh, yeah, hit me up on richard.film1 on um, the Twitter machine, um, or you can find the uh, Know You're Wrestling on Facebook. Um, 
again, submit what you want us to review. Uh, I mean, what's our next wrestling podcast we've got coming up, Matt? Uh, we've got uh, our main man, Nick, has asked us to review WWF Battle of the Royal Albert Hall from back in 91. I'm looking forward to reviewing that. So cheers, Nick. Um, look forward to that one. So uh, on I, I've I've seen it. I've seen it. I watched it very when I was uh, very very young. I had it on VHS as well, I believe, because Silver Vision had so many great stuff when I was yeah, younger. They did, yeah. I mean, I've not seen it, so for me, Nick, it's a fresh eyes. So you'll get a complete um, new perspective on the show when you got Mark with a classic perspective. So that would be an interesting podcast. That would be the next time you hear from us too, I suppose. Anything you want to plug, dude? Um, just howdy game. Just to obviously last week, me and Tony uh, with our good friend Claire did our live reaction to the Sony conference and we've played a few games and Tony's got some um, Uncharted coming out with um, game where you take pictures. I can't remember, but yeah. And he's okay. some other stuff. And we also played through a month or so ago um, through Overcooked 2. And we're also playing through Jack 2 as well on the old PS2 which is a lot more similar to GTA rather than being more of its sort of platformy way as well. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I mean, it's been a great, great podcast. It's been so much fun. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, Same here, boss. Same here. This has been another episode of No Wrestling, guys. We've been your amazing hosts, as always, Mark Spesser and Richie Filmer. And Mark, always remember... Do the Mario, take one step, and then again, let's do the Mario all together now. Do 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 do